Hello world and welcome to another exciting episode of GadgetCast. I am Gregory McFadden, joined by my friend, my compatriot, my comrade, my brother in arms, Travis MCP. That's right, baby. We're taking over this podcast world and I'm having too much fun doing it. I'm having oh, yeah. too much fun doing it. We've got all the listens. We uh, we know exactly who's listening, where you are. Yes. It's a little frightening. So Which street be, you live on. Be warned. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I did send out a request last week for voicemails, Travis. It was at the end of the show, so mm. I'll forgive I'll forgive our audience, you know, maybe to make it to the end of the show, but we didn't get one single voicemail, so Dang. I was a little sad. We get the emails. We have to have emails. I was a little sad. You know, we got a lot of interaction on Twitter and stuff like that. Yes. So I know I know the audiences are listening. I'm seeing a lot of the hashtags still on Twitter. So I know, like, voicemail is kind of an old form of communication if you really think about it. So maybe I shouldn't yeah. be too upset. Like, who's leaving I wanna voicemails hear anymore? I want to hear it. Someone's going to come along. They are fun. It's so, going to happen. We've had two on the show so far. And, we'll and one more. was, like, my friend, like, you know, <laughs> calling in because I talked some smack on him. So... He, he hasn't called in again though, Anthony. If you, Anthony, if you're still listening and, and if you wanna if you wanna dish out about something, yeah, he, he actually just got engaged yesterday. Hey, congratulations! Congratulations! Anthony. Very uh, very big moment. Yeah, I I hear in uh, I, this is a joke I used to make a long time ago. I don't know if I should do this, but I will. Uh, I hear in some countries the punishment for shoplifting is marriage. So. Uh, just keep that do in we mind. Got a, do we have Anthony, a but congratulations? Do we have a sound effect for that? You should have had that queued up. Uh, did that come through? I don't even know. No, it didn't. Come <laughs> it might not have come through. Maybe I got to turn my volume up on that. Oh, I got it. There we go. Uh, Look at that. You got it. You want to say that again? Wait. Hey, say it again. Uh, in some countries, the punishment for shoplifting is marriage. Number one podcast. Ah. Number one podcast. <laughs> Welcome to GadgetCast, where we talk about marriage in a derogatory manner. We let's let's get <laughs> let's get to what the folks are really here about. They want to hear about tech. This is GadgetCast, so All right. let's get right into it. Apple launched the 16-inch MacBook Pro. We actually covered this on the last show, um, right mm -hmm. the day after they um, announced it and launched it. I have had my hands on it for, I guess, like four days now, three four days. Uh, mm -hmm. Been using it, been really enjoying it. Um, actually recording the podcast on both microphones. If you're listening on YouTube, it's gonna come through normally on the audio, but uh, my plan is if everything works out, if there's no like major issues, I wanna take the audio that I'm currently recording on the 16 inch MacBook Pro and then put that into the audio version of the show. So I know we have wow. a lot of listeners on YouTube because we're both primarily YouTubers for lack of a better term. Uh, but if you sure. wanna see how that MacBook Pro microphone sounds, check out the podcast on your favorite podcast client. And if, you know, I'll, I'll let people know in the show notes or something if, if something went wrong, but it should be my end recording will be on the MacBook Pro. Travis, of course, will still have his fancy yeah. microphone. So he'll probably end up sounding a lot better, but we're, we're just trying to test Apple's claims here because that's one of the, surprisingly, that's one of the new features is that it has this, you know, studio quality microphone uh, is it studio quality? Probably not. I mean, you're getting like a dedicated dynamic microphone or condenser microphone. You're going to sound a lot better, but I've, yeah. I've used it. I've tested, I put it in my videos and Hey, it's impressive. It's like yeah. for an inbuilt microphone. Jomo did this. Jonathan Morrison did this in one of his videos and it was very impressive. So I actually am looking forward to hearing this. Um, 
yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing what it sounds like uh, because they have done, and we talked about this in the last episode where Apple's really concentrating on things that people aren't even thinking about. Like, you know, who was thinking about imp improving the quality of the mics on a laptop? Like, literally no one. No one, and then Apple improve the mics on a laptop. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely one of those things. It's like, if you ask me, like, my top list for MacBook features, I don't even think I'd ever mention the internal microphone and be like, oh, what's? don't even bother wasting your time. But that's yeah, that's exactly. that's one of the... That's one of the classic Apple like marketing moves. It's these little features that surprise and delight you. And it's like, yeah. oh, now I can't live without it. Now every laptop I want to use, every computer I want to use has to have this amazing microphone because, hey, if I'm out and about, if, I'm, if I have my laptop and I go somewhere and all of a sudden Travis is like, hey, we got to do an impromptu episode of GadgetCast. I'm like, oh, I don't have my microphone at home. I think, yeah. I think. I might be able to get by on this microphone and people wouldn't, won't be upset. It might not be the best sounding thing in the world, but if it's passable, if it's good enough and no one, if no one notices I'm recording on the internal microphones on a laptop, they're not really going to say yeah. anything. And that's, exactly. that's what I, that's what I exactly. assume is going to happen with this recording. I guess people can tell me, I'm sure, I'm sure now it'll give, uh, <laughs> it'll give all the ammo for people to be like, it sounded horrible. Your, your regular microphone sounded well, better. And Travis sounded and the godly. The point is they, I, but I want them to be honest with themselves. So if they were listening since the very beginning of the audio of the podcast episode, which, by the way, I don't know how you're exactly going to do that because you, uh, you started with the intro music, which will be on the I got, Mac. But whatever. I got a system. It's going to work. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. So I'm recording everything, basically. <laughs> okay. If you listen to this and you did not know in the first couple seconds that that was what was going on, then be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. Don't hate just because you're hating. Here, I, I guess I'll remember this. I can switch in between microphones while I'm editing so I can say, what? right now I'm recording on my regular Rode Procaster microphone. And right now I'm recording on the internal microphone on the MacBook Pro. So that'll give a nice switcheroo to see how a real studio quality microphone sounds wow. compared to the internal microphone. And mind you, this isn't just a microphone that you plug into like a USB microphone, which they were comparing it to a USB microphone. This is a microphone that goes into a mixer. It's an XLR connection. They have some like preamps inside of this thing. It's doing other things besides giving you a digital connection. So to be fair, they were comparing it to a digital microphone. And I, I like, I think that's more of a fair comparison. If you have something like a, like a blue snowball, like if you ever use one of those, yeah. I think you could make a nice little comparison there for the sound. Again, microphones are also based on proximity. I'm actually pretty far away from the microphone here, so it's it's going to be a good test to see just how good this is. It's not like I saw Jonathan Morrison recording it, and he, he got pretty close, which makes sense. It, <laughs> yeah, his yeah. sounded great. Like, his was like, I would never yeah. know that was on it, but he was pretty close to the microphone. But, hey, if you're out and about and you need to record an audio clip, you, you can get in nice and close and, and get that same effect. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, look, look, I'm excited to see because technology is so interesting and, you know, we get kind of jaded at times and it's funny that in order to be kind of excited about something, you have to redo something that no one's thinking about because you're like, well, what's next? Is it going to be holograms? I might be excited about that. No, let's make the microphone better. Let's make the speakers better because, listen, I like I said earlier, uh, I've actually been amazed this past week. I've been watching a little bit because I never watch content on my phone. Like I never, almost never watch anything on my phone. But this week I wanted to watch a couple of things, um, just a couple of things uh, from like Disney and Apple uh, Apple TV Plus on my iPhone. And the, the speakers are amazing. They really are in like a significant way. And um, up until this point, 
I, you know, speakers on a, on a smartphone have never really been that big of a deal to me, but uh, Apple's really taking the time and, and really thinking about some of the parts of the phone that uh, are underserved. Um, it's not to say that like a Galaxy Note speakers aren't good because they are, but there's something extra cool going on with this phone. Uh, and it's funny in the comments of some of my videos, you know, people will, uh, you can tell they've never used like any of these iPhones before. They're like, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. I, well, there is. I'm now charging my, my iPhone every other day now. I, there's no way I could do that on any of my Android phones I've ever owned. I'm charging it every other day. Matter of fact, right now, I haven't charged this phone since uh, yesterday morning. And right now as recording is 1.30 p.m. And it's at 36%. I will get through the day very easily. I haven't charged this thing in... 36 hours or something like that. And I'm going to be able to get through my day easily. Um, so when you have things like that, that are really pushing, pushing things in a, in a way that makes sense for the end consumer, it's hard not to be like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. So to focus on the mic and the speakers on the MacBook pro, I think are, are I think it's appropriate. Yeah. Travis, if you think the speakers on your iPhone sound good, you got, you got to go to like an Apple store and just like load up some like music on like the 16 inch, you know, when, you know, when the geniuses and the, the, the employees, you know, just get like some like nice loud music for them, play for them. They're going to enjoy that so much. But uh, <laughs> these, these speakers yeah. are so good, like really, really good. I, I'm blown away by them. I've always thought MacBooks, uh, Apple laptops have had good speakers and you listen to these things and, and like you're saying, there's, there's ways that they can innovate and make things better and maybe ways that you didn't think were possible. Like, oh, how good can laptop speakers really get? Man, the, the base on this, like the richness, like I was watching the morning show on this, you know, mm -hmm. looking at like the quality of the screen, but I, I was more impressed by the speakers. I'm like, wow, this sounds like it's coming out of like my home entertainment system, like that, like that wow. good. And I'm like, it's crazy that this is coming out of my laptop now. And now, now it's like, well, I, I want that like uh, on, on all my computers. Like um, I'm using a 2019 iMac. The, the speakers in this laptop sound better than like my desktop speakers, which are also inbuilt, but it's like, it, it's kind of crazy because you would never really expect that. You're like, okay. Uh, but yeah, the, the speakers on this are honestly fantastic. The microphones are great. Um, it's funny because like I say, I say this in my videos too, it's called the 16 inch MacBook Pro. You expect the biggest new feature to be the bigger display. And mm -hmm. that's kind of like, it's it's like nice, but it's not really that much bigger than the 15.4 inch. And it's all these other little refinements that Apple made to this laptop that kind of makes it a laptop that I think a lot of people are going to like. It's very similar yeah. to the iPhone 11 Pro situation this year. It's, there's really nothing that revolutionary. Maybe you could make an argument that the camera was a giant leap forward for Apple. But other than that, it's all these little refinements to the camera, the battery, the speakers that make it like just such a delightful phone to use. And it's it's very much the same for this 16 inch MacBook Pro that I'm using. The speakers are great. Microphone's great. Has a good display. Uh, performance on it has been really good. I, I've been really surprised by the graphics performance in this. So hmm. what's what's funny is... Apple released the 15-inch MacBook Pro, the updated one, only five months ago. Five months yeah. ago. And that, the yeah. graphics in those, in comparison to this, this, in my tests, are getting like double the performance. I saw someone else's video, and he actually had the lower-end base model than I had with like the weakest graphics card that can come in it. And his tests were showing that it was more powerful than the Vega 20 
which was like a $350 addition to the laptop like five months ago. And now it's just like yeah. standard. So I don't know if that was uh, CJ No Tech, but I, I was watching CJ's um, video earlier just the other day about the difference between like the 15 and the 16 inch. And it's interesting that a couple months later have made such a huge difference between the two. And he, you know, I, the video was really good. Now, I don't own either one of these laptops, but I, one of the first times I, I watched a video about something like that where I'm not really looking to get the laptop or not really interested in it, but the video itself was really good. CJ knows tech, so make sure you check him out on YouTube. Um, had a really good video about the comparison of those two and how he was shocked that he had a, like, like I said, like you just said, like a base model 20, um, 16 inch and like a really jazzed up, um, you know, 15 inch. And the performance was either on par or every once in a while, the 16 inch would beat it. Like it's these weird things that forget about the specs. It's more about the optimization that's going on. And I think it's now we should not let companies get away with just always selling us less stuff for more money. You know, I, let me be clear about that. Having said that, there's something to be said about optimization. And if you can optimize something so that the performance is better, you know, month over month, year over year, product over product, then I'm actually okay with that. Um, because then that means the, the optimization should help with any faster chips in the, in the, in the future. So if your, your money that you're wanting to spend is based on wanting to have better performance, uh, one product to the next, then this is the case. And in some ways, this is kind of better. It's kind of weird. Like for what's the price like on the 15, the 16? Like what's the price difference? So, um, well, the 15 inch doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think you could still find yeah. it at like retailers for like, I'm, I, I think I saw like $400 off maybe. Like if you, you know, like mm. Best Buy, something like that. But on Apple's website, you, you can't even buy it anymore. They, they just discontinued it. That might be one of Apple's, like the 2019 15 inch MacBook Pro might be mm. like the shortest like product they've ever released. It had a five month lifespan and it's gone. So the one I remember, because it, it upset me because I bought it was I think the iPad 3. That had I mean, a really short like lifespan too, here. yep. I was upset. Yep. Because <laughs> I bought the iPad 3 and I was super happy with it. And then very shortly after they came out and I'm like, what is going on? That was the one time I was very upset with Apple. I'm like, this is BS. It's the only thing that I owned from Apple was the iPad, nothing else. And it upset me to know. And it was like they pretended like it never existed. It, it got immediately got wiped off the, the, the website. Um, there was no reference to it anywhere. I mean, it's just like it didn't exist. And I'm like, you know, how dare you? But this is maybe worse because it's more expensive of a product. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to continue to support it, but I mean, good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the thing. Per, the graphics performance on this one is better. I, I've used the 2019 as well, but um, I, I, I don't think you should really get mad. Like, especially in computers and laptops and especially in graphics, there's always something new. And these things get refreshed constantly with processors and, and graphics cards in particular, AMD, Nvidia. If you're on desktop, there's always something new like every six months that's gonna be better. Yep. You, you can't really play that game, you know? Um, Performance-wise, this is a better machine. It, in, in a way, it's using the same Intel CPU, so you won't really necessarily get mad at that, but it does have better thermal performance, so it's a little bit thicker. And then Apple made like the fans bigger, made, made the heatsink bigger. So it actually, even though it's using the same CPUs, it is getting better performance just because it's able to cool them more efficiently. And then it's able to run it at a higher clock speed. If you have the 2019 15 inch, I don't really think you have to go out and upgrade unless you really don't like the butterfly keyboard because that's another addition they made to this. They switched it out for uh, just basically like a, a traditional scissor switch mechanism keyboard. They're calling it a magic keyboard. 
very similar to the iMac keyboard that I use, which also uses kind of the same thing. Um, but you know, no, no complaints on the new keyboard so far. I mean, what else can you say that it's, it's a keyboard, the butterfly keyboard obviously had a lot of issues. And even if it didn't have those issues, it was a very alienating keyboard. A lot of people just didn't like that shorter travel. I, I personally never had an issue with it. I, I still like the butterfly keyboard, but I can't ignore the fact that, you know, even if these things weren't breaking and they were breaking for some people, people just didn't like them. And when you only sell yeah. one laptop with one keyboard, you can't do that. If they sold like 50 laptops and one, that was one option, sure. But if you need to make the best laptop for everyone, you can't have a keyboard where 50% of the customers go, I hate this. You have to, yeah. if, if they're like, this is okay, that's fine. But if they go, I hate this keyboard, you have a big problem on your hand. <laughs> but but that's basically a 16 inch MacBook Pro in a nutshell, if we're gonna wrap this up. It's, it's a refinement yep. of the old one. It's not anything revolutionary, but it makes all these refinements and in some areas where you wouldn't expect them, that it is, like a really good laptop. I'm still not done using it. I still want to use it a little bit more before I kind of get my final thoughts on it because it has just been four days, but everything they've done to this laptop so far that, that at least I can see at this point, it it's just like they, they did it. Like there's been this notion that Apple doesn't care about MacBook customers anymore, that they're trying to position more towards the iPad. They were kind of making their laptops too thin, people argue. And even though this doesn't write all the wrongs like it still only has four USB-C Thunderbolt 3 ports people are still kind of upset like that they fixed enough of the mistakes it sounds like they're actually listening to customers which if you follow Apple you know that maybe that's not something they're known for and Travis I've just never seen like I made a video I made a couple videos on this and almost all the comments are positive almost all of them are like I want wow. this laptop this is this is the laptop thank you Apple for listening I'm so happy this is the laptop I wanted. And for an Apple product, that's rare. And honestly, I would say the same thing for the, for this iPhone. It's been a very positive news cycle for a lot of their products this year. Yeah, we talked about that in the last episode. Make sure you check that episode out if you have not already. I also want to mention that we are now proudly sponsored by NordVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, GadgetCast has come to the next level. NordVPN is here sponsoring the show. What do you think about that? I mean, first of all, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Nord, but... I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of this. We, we didn't take us long. No, look, you got a banner up already. Like, what is this? Listen, I, this is appropriate. Travis is a, can I talk about NordVPN and how much I love these guys for supporting the channel? Listen, here's the thing. Here's what, here's what a VPN is. If you don't know, let me explain to you why, why it matters. Uh, just recently I was in California. I don't know that this is connected, but I will tell you how I would have used NordVPN had I had it uh, when I went to California, went to California, use the Wi-Fi as you do when you're at a hotel, right? Come home a couple days later, I get a email from uh, this thing that I have watching all my like personal identity and stuff. And some of my email stuff have been compromised. So I changed passwords all as well. But had I been using NordVPN, that likely wouldn't have happened because here's the thing, that's where people hack your stuff. Believe it or not, if you travel or if you go to Starbucks and use their Wi-Fi, you are constantly under attack from people trying to steal your stuff. So NordVPN has 5,500 plus incredibly fast servers across 60 countries. You can unlock Netflix from your favorite entertainment websites or your favorite entertainment websites. Cause you know, some people, they live in places where they can't get Netflix. Well, guess what? NordVPN has you covered, including in China, 
got you covered, China. 30-day money-back guarantee protects your data while traveling in public. And double data encryption with six simultaneous connections, baby, so all your family can get in. And here's the thing. Not only are they not data logging and they have 24-7 support, you can get 70% off with our incredible GadgetCast link here. You can see it right here if you're watching on YouTube, nordvpn.com slash GadgetCast with the coupon code GadgetCast. The information will be in the description and the show notes and audio where you can take advantage of this for only $3.49 a month. That means stop going to Starbucks for one day in a month and you've got yourself covered. We really appreciate NordVPN for sponsoring this show and hopefully forever because, you know, it would be great if we could continue having a sponsor. Thank you, Nord. Thank you, Nord. Oh. And back to the show. So, other things have happened, Travis. Oh, It's not snap. just Apple, okay? This isn't just an Apple show. We talk all things tech. Yes. You know what Apple doesn't do. have? What don't they have? A folding phone. That is very true. You know who has a folding phone now? Amazingly. Motorola. Incredibly. What is this? They came back out of nowhere. Technically, they don't have okay. it yet. I mean, they kind of They have announced it. It's it. not out yet. People people had some hands on. Uh, Motorola Razor kind of coming back for that retro vibe of like, hey, you know, Razors were a huge phone back in the day. They have a new one out this time. The the thing is, when you flip it open, there's no like number pad, nothing. It's, it's all screen. Like think of like a Galaxy Fold. Yeah. But think of it like an old flip phone and you open it up, all screen. What do you, what do you think about this phone? Mm-hmm. So I like the form factor. So I, there's a lot of people that have a lot of thoughts on this phone, and I have a couple of my own. But until I actually use it, it's hard for me to give, like, definitive. Having said that, my first thoughts are this. I like the idea. I like the idea of the folding phone, and people could say, well, it's kind of going backwards, and it's, you know, it's not, like, pushing forward. I don't know. I think of all the folding types, this one makes a lot of sense. However, my good friend John Prosser on Front Page Tech made a really good point, which was... Unlike something like the Galaxy Fold, which folds out to a bigger screen, this just folds out to about the size of your already existing phone. Could, right? could be smaller. Compelling. If you have if you have a, a iPhone yes. like Max, you're get, you're in a smaller screen, six point two inches. Yes, but what what bothers me more about about it than that, like that, I, I still would give it a pass on because I still think it's appropriately sized. My problem is the mid range specs and the fifteen hundred dollar uh, price tag. Like those two things. They shouldn't go together. You don't have that same conversation. You don't. You don't talk about fifteen hundred dollars and mid-range. Not even mid-range. Twenty eighteen mid-range. Yeah. Specs, let me, which is even. Let me more, let me rattle let me rattle off some specs for people who are listening yeah. who might not know. Snapdragon seven ten processor. Whoops. Six six gigabytes of RAM. That's not bad. Hundred twenty eight gigabytes yep. of internal storage. Okay for a fifteen hundred dollar mm -hmm. phone though. Like we mentioned, a 6.2-inch uh, display, um, 2.7-inch quick-view display. That's when it's all folded up. 16-megapixel front-facing camera, which is also like the rear camera, right? Like kind of like when you flip it. Yeah, I think it's one just one camera. camera. Yeah. Which I'm okay with as long as you can use it both ways. I think. I I'm not sure about that one. Um, 2,510 milliamp-hour battery. That doesn't sound... All that great. That can't right? last very long. But I think I think in a lot of ways they're thinking if, if you're using it like a flip phone, you're probably wanna, not using as much I as wanna a read, I want to read my favorite spec for you, though. You ready yeah. for this? Android 9. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Not 10. By the way, it doesn't come out until January, yeah. so it's really out of spec <laughs> at that point. That's oh, crazy. But, but anyway, yeah, this all, – all, all folding phones at this point – 
are a really bad value. Like yeah. specs wise, just just in general, even even the Galaxy Fold. If you look at it, it's cool and all. Like I'm I'm not gonna say it's not cool. I think they're I think folding phones are cool. Some people aren't interested in them at all, which I think is kind of short sighted. If 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 they can get the technology mm-hmm. working and they can get the price down, I don't see why you wouldn't eventually go to that, even if it's not. Yes. You know, it, I don't I don't think it's like a huge revolution, but again, if if you can get the price down, I'm sure it's going to be attractive for a lot of people. But um, yeah, yep. just a bad value, fifteen hundred dollars. That's that's steep. Yeah, and you know it's it's so close to the regular Galaxy Fold. I mean, at this point, uh, like I, I'm trying to understand what Motorola is trying to do. They're not typically the company that does this experimental stuff. Now, granted, they did have the original Razer, which was kind of beloved after the fact. It never, it didn't really sell well uh, at first, and it wasn't really received well at first. Eventually, it did. Uh, but I know they can't think that's going to happen here. I think maybe more than anything, they're just trying to, and I, I hope this is the case, they want to have it happen again, another Razer kind of line happen again. I don't know that they expect it to be this one. I think this is more of like an experimental one, which kind of makes sense. Um, and then they can refine off of that. Having said that, a $1,500 experiment is really not something I want to be a part of. Even though uh, a guy I really respect, Michael Fisher, is super excited about it, and I am general in general am excited about it. I will not. I will not be putting my money on it. It's just too much for too little. It's close. I and here's the thing: not everyone wants a smartphone, and that might sound really interesting or crazy when I say it. There are plenty of people I practically guarantee that would be super happy with a flip phone that just happens to have some smart features. I. I I'm not. I, I believe that to my soul. Uh, so many people have the nostalgic value, uh, something, the nostalgic feel for the Razer that when they saw it, they were like, <gasps> and the only thing that stopped them was the price tag. I feel that it could sell very well if they can get this thing down under $1,000 at some point in the future and give it the same, but give it a nice processor and, and just do what they're already on track of. I think they have something, but we'll see. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's definitely a weird thing. I, I can't think they're thinking they're going to be selling too many of them, but I think in a way it's a very successful launch because all of a sudden everyone is talking about Motorola and when is the last <laughs> time that happened? You're you're you you you're I think every point you're saying about the phone is correct, but in terms of a product launch, they got a lot of f- like free press out of this basically. And, yes. and that's a good thing for them. Now, I'm not even sure who owns Motorola at this point. Google used to own them at one point, right? And then they sold it off. Yeah, and or something. So I don't, I don't know what division this is or, or who even owns it. I'm, I, I don't even think they own themselves at this point. I, I'll have to look into that later because I actually didn't look that up. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting phone, and it's, and it's all in that nostalgia play. Like, for, for a second, the Razer was like, one of like the coolest phones back in the day. Like it was such a sharp yeah. looking phone. Like you'd see like all these commercials and it just looks so cool. It was like, it was like way thinner than all the other flip phones. Like it, it just had like this really cool look to it. And it's interesting to see them come back with this take and then having it be like this flexible, you know, screen display technology that we're seeing people like Samsung and uh, Huawei go to. And it's, it's going to be very interesting. I think the hard part is, like you mentioned, Michael Fisher is very excited for this phone. He was also excited for the Galaxy Fold. And I 
I'm excited for all this new technology. I love just seeing like people experiment with this stuff. Doesn't mean I'm gonna go out and buy it. Doesn't mean I'm gonna actually mm -hmm. like it if I went to go use it. I'm sure I'm sure this phone probably is not as good as an experience as a very well polished Android phone, well, a very well polished iPhone, but it's new. It's something different. And just just from that, that makes it exciting. And and it's kind of a it's kind of a hard line to walk in a way. Because you are excited about the technology, you might see the the future and the possibilities of folding devices, but at the same time, we're, we also recognize that $1,500, $2,000, um, are these devices going to hold up over time? Are these really anything special or are they gimmicks, you know? People used to yeah. be excited about 3D TVs and no one really sells a 3D TV anymore. But at, at the same time, people laughed at the original iPhone and look at that product now, you know? So this could be yeah, the same look, thing. And here's the thing. And here's the thing. But here's the difference. Um, Motorola isn't currently known as a top-end cell phone manufacturer here in America. So in other words, uh, if you go to Verizon's website, Verizon's one of the bigger um, telcos here in America. And uh, they, uh, you know, on their main page for all of their uh, phones, they have essentially two two Motorola phones. One, which is the Motorola E6, is $150. And the second one <laughs> is $7. Uh, but you get it free, just straight up free, if you uh, start a new line. So essentially, we're talking down-in-the-dirt cheap phones to jumping to beyond flagship pricing. Do you trust them that they are able to give you a beyond flagship experience when they've been mainly in the dirt? Uh, I personally would say no. Doesn't mean they don't have other good phones. They do actually have some other decent mid-range phones, but even so, they are known primarily in America as the version of phone that if you do, you're waiting to get your upgrade and your phone broke and you don't want to buy another flagship, so you need the free one they're going to give you or the one that's like $3 a month, like, okay, just give me that. I'm going to give it to the kid. That's the phone that we know them for. Would you now go, let me put my iPhone away, let me put my Samsung Note away and go to a Motorola phone? And I don't think that's it yet. So they kind of have jumped the gun, in my opinion, and have gone straight from introducing themselves to like, trying to jump into the third date and trying to get on third base. And it's, I think it's, I think it's a little much. Let me get to know you a little bit more again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I completely agree. I'm, I'm, I just, it, it's, it's it, like I said before, it's hard because you're excited for the new technology, but again, I don't think yes. this product's going to be like a huge success, but that, that, that doesn't mean it's not going to be a cool phone for some people. Would you would you be interested to like you know I've seen like a lot of like comments on Twitter like I can't wait to like fold it to hang up on people do you miss that? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be fun. I'd be into that. Um, and actually, we should not forget that another folding phone is launched, um, the Mate X in China. That's right. So that's the one that came out around the same time as the Galaxy Fold um, from Huawei that folds, in my opinion, the wrong way where there's literally like no way to protect the screen because it folds outward. Like it folds, it's, it's not even in on itself. That. It's the screen is the outside. I think this is the right way to do it. <laughs> but then, but put that in your pocket and you're scratching well, it left, right, and center. Like how does yeah, that work? I, I think it's the right way if, if you get the screen technology to a point where it's just as durable as like current smartphone glass. Uh, if they're using like this like plastic film that like, the Galaxy Fold's using, I can't imagine it lasting that long yeah. because they're having Doesn't issues make with, any it, sense. with it folding in and having a protection. 
But I think like, like if you could get something that's scratch proof, I think that's the right way to do it because you get a normal kind of phone experience where it's just like a big phone and then you fold it out and you get a, an even bigger tablet. Whereas the Galaxy Fold, if you're using it in that one-handed mode, the screen's kind of a little pitiful. Like you really would never want to use it that yeah. way. But with this one, I can see you using it both ways basically. So I, I think yeah. that might be the right way to do it. But, but you're right, based on the current technology, this thing looks super fragile. It's also incredibly expensive. We're talking about fifteen hundred, yes. two thousand, two thousand four hundred dollars for this. You could get a MacBook Pro. You could get a MacBook Pro. Think about that's that. a foldable. Think about think that. about it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best foldable for price. So, so is this this is only available in China, right? So far, and and that'll probably be the way until they figure out this whole. Um, Google Play Store thing and the Google ban and everything, which we'll probably know more very soon. I think this week, maybe even by the time you're listening to this podcast, there'll be some more information about that because I believe the the time limit for the initial like extension is up. So uh, keep an eye on the news, and we'll definitely talk about that in the, in a future podcast if that's the case for sure. Hey, if you're if you're um you know like Travis said, if you have NordVPN, you're listening to Gadgetcast in China. If you got it, if yes. you got a if you got a you know. You got a Mate X, and you, if you want to talk about it, send us a voicemail. You know, that's right. Voicemail <laughs> using your NordVPN. Contact me on a Twitter. You know, if, if it's a how durable is it? I, I don't know. I don't know how many reports we're going to get out of China, kind of saying how good yeah. this phone is, or how how bad it is, or whatever. Um, I, I don't know if it's launching in Europe or anything like that. I can't see any information for that. Obviously, it's not coming to the to the United States. Maybe maybe it'll be in Canada yeah. or something like that. We'll have to get like Zach to to tell us. You know, send Zach out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, I want to thank everyone who's been uh, reaching out to us on Twitter. We definitely absolutely appreciate it. Our links are in the description and the show notes. So if you're watching on YouTube in the description below, if you're if you're listening on podcast anywhere, then it's in the show notes. Um, you can reach out to us there. We'd love to hear back from you guys and gals. The hashtag has been hilarious. And uh, I, I am just abundantly like grateful for all the cool comments we're getting about the podcast, it just uh, really tickles me, and uh, I'm totally enjoying the ride. Yeah, it's uh, you know, we launched this podcast with like some pretty like minimal expectations, and I think we're both like very happy where where the show has gone, and it really hasn't yeah. even been that long. Travis and I before the show were like, <laughs> "How long have we been doing this for?" And we're, it's been like only about like yeah. six weeks, and it's like, wow, yeah, this has been going like extremely well. So very happy with the podcast, yeah. like Travis said. You know, reach out to us if you want. If you want to have any of your questions or comments answered, uh, lots of ratings coming into iTunes. Really appreciate that. So keep that up. And yeah, this this has been awesome. Well, we're gonna do this again later this week. So uh, keep your eyes. That's, that's right. Uh, we should ears. remind everyone we are doing yes. this. This isn't you know a lot of podcasts are just weekly. This show comes out as for now. We're trying this out every Monday and Thursday morning. That's right, baby. That's right. And we will see you on Thursday morning. Make sure you share this to your friends because we know we have the best podcast on the interwebs. And that's why we're the GadgetCast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure. I'm Travis. He's Greg. We'll see you guys again next week.